This particular episode is proudly sponsored by Kachi, C-A-R-C-C-H-I. Kachi is your number one mobile plug. So if you want to buy a car or you know a friend or somebody who wants to buy a car, all you have to do is to call me up on plus two three four nine zero seven seven five eight four six five four, and you would get that dream car of yours. Thank you so much. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to my podcast. If you are just joining in for the very first time or this is your first episode on the Colored Boy Experience, um, welcome. And my name is Daniel Oji and I am the Colored Boy. So I am using this opportunity to welcome you to my page and my podcast and have a wonderful time here. Bless you. Well, the month of May is a mental health awareness month, and I promised earlier on to make po- podcasts concerning the issue of mental health and people who went through the darkest times and uh, um, stages of their lives and are able to live through it and are currently living life. And uh, on today's episode, I titled it um, The Blind But Not Broken. Yes. And I'm here with one of my friends. She happens to be a student in the Department of Mass Communication, University of Nigeria, and Saka. My classmate, too. She's no other person but Joy Michael. Joy, how are you doing? I'm very fine. Okay. Um, yeah, Joy is visually impaired. Yes. So um, today, um, Joy, Joy will share her experience with us what happened before she got blind. And I just hope that it heals you of your broken state and help you at the same time. So, Joy. Joy, I, I would want to know, what was your life like before you became visually impaired? Okay. My life before I became a visually impaired was nice. Actually, then, I was not having any sight issue. The sight issue started at the age of 11. So, I was not having any sight issue. And I'm this kind of child that believe in herself. Believe in what I could do and believe in my dream. So, as a child, I have this ambition to be a medical doctor. So, I by then, as a little child of five, I already have my first aid box. Any little injury, I could treat it then. So, I have passion to be a medical doctor. So, but even then, in those days, my mom do tell me, "Oh, you know, to now that." When, I, when she's complaining of headache, I'll carry broom to choke her that I want to use the sugar injection, stuff like that. So to just tell you my passion of how I love to be a medical doctor. So, but something happened at the age of 11 when I was in GSC. I went to the boarding school, coming back in one of the Easter holidays, then I fall ill that left to. She fell ill. Yeah. And left to get in blind. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. It all started like it like fever. One of the Easter holidays like that. Like Easter Tuesday. That was in 2010. Oh. 2010. Easter holiday. I so I we used to go for a retreat. So in that retreat, like I was feeling that I was not okay. I was having some runny stomach, in which I go to the church clinic. They would give me some 
drugs or stomach diseases they feel are is a minor issue that they just give a little joy to stop but it didn't stop there when i get home on equal to i was feeling so feverish so although i'm a kind of person that is sick malaria often okay. so my mommy thought it's one of my malaria symptoms so she bought me malaria drugs i took it that was easter tuesday easter wednesday i woke up with a swollen leg on my body started swollen by then my mommy has gone out my dad has gone out just me and my sister i asked her to leave me that i won't follow her to the shop so she was pleading that she can't leave me here like this she dragged me to the shop so my dad had the news uh, my dad had to come down say what kind of malaria worry me that won't work so when he saw that my leg was swollen up they thought it was a minor issue on the evening of that day i was unconscious that's when they know that it's serious it was very serious according to the story they told me then like but then i was not myself anymore i was not reacting to my environment and that is said that they shook me i couldn't shake they amputated my mouth i couldn't shake that and they rushed me to the hospital after some series of tests and everything I regained consciousness and I couldn't make it of myself anymore. And according to studies, they say it's of drug reactions and it really affected the size. Stuff like that. And we have been going for medical checkups and everything. What the doctor said for now, nothing could be done. So at this stage of my life, what will I do? Will I die in depression or keep thinking about my life? I have to what move on. I have passion for everything I do. You understand? Okay. I have passion for life. I know life will be better. So I always think ahead and think above the current situation. So then I, I really want to go to school. Then my parents will know well that the vision person can go to school. So and it was I was falling into depression staying at home because then my mom would leave me they'll go out and keep me with some it's a woman that gave birth so this was actually causing some uh, psychological issue to like me your mental health was constantly affected yes okay and i found out that then my mom was was like shy to even hold me like it's something that I know she didn't expect. She was thinking what people would say that what, what people would say that her child is now blind. So like something like that. So I found out that this was what my mom was thinking. Then I was thinking from somehow to remedy the situation. <clears throat> you know what I did? I began to do things. I began to involve in domestic work. My mom was surprised that actually I could I could do this. I said yes, mommy, I could do it. So I want her to take away that mindset and actually see that without the sight or with the sight you can still do what you want to do and become what you want to become so then without the knowledge of going to school i engage in domestic work i engage in business i sell recharge card and mineral some people will be even surprised how could i identify, identify bottles and i was doing it and people were marveled then my mommy had to bring me out from the woman she was keeping me and brought me to her shop here i began to do my business until one day we are asked to visit a hospital st mary's hospital in Kogolada. Okay. 
then in which we went there to see the doctor the doctor advised my mom that i have to go to school so on my way i met a lady that gave me a card and she directed me on how to locate a school and that's how i started a special school i learned how to read braille and how to write then i forged ahead and i continued my secondary school wrote my wire jam and nico i did very well my mom was happy and even my dad my dad my dad has hope in me he was ready to train me to any extent you understand mm -hmm. but because of the size issue he was he was he was confused and he don't know what to do anymore so when i actually told him and i actually showed that i could go to school even without the sight i'll read and i'll pass my daddy became hopeful again my mom was so happy and even now should tell you that i'm the first that entered the university in my family wow. you understand i didn't relent i didn't belittle myself i didn't allow low self-esteem to kill me i actually saw the positive of my life i actually saw the good aspects of this so actually in life you have to what change your mindset on any situation you find yourself into see the possibility of you doing things so being blind is not an impediment to success in life so here yeah, i mind the university studying mass communication i actually choose mass communication because my first dream was ruined to be a medical doctor so actually you know the system in nigeria to, to do science as a visual impaired we don't all have that facility so i have to watch change this and actually what results in me studying mass communication after my secondary school i met a woman that took me to some public speaking clubs and she also told i also learned a lot on how to speak so from there i think i could do well in the aspect of mass communication yes and okay that's from here. okay so I, I want to ask during your process do you do people stigmatize you for being blind did you lose friends and probably family members or relatives because you were visually impaired yes i did my friends that we grew up together when they saw me some the parents even tell them that they shouldn't come close to me that blindness is communicable how did you feel i felt bad shattered oh um, like it's so painful that people you move around with people that's supposed to be there to like encourage you they're the one leaving you behind to your world alone so i felt bad even my family members my cousins none asked of me not even bothered how i felt they all left me and my mom and my family to be alone to face these challenges so it all happened so but i'm not really bothered about it anymore because although then i felt so bad and that's what really encouraged me to forge the head like to move on, on. that okay. really encouraged me to actually show them that blindness is not communicable and without the sight or without the sight is the heart what's your heart is determined to become something and you actually walk towards your goal you will really achieve it that's that's awesome thank you so much okay before i let you go okay. joy i want to know um in life what advice would you give somebody who just became visually impaired 
like and or somebody whose dreams have been shattered for one reason or the other could be they lost their parents or somebody who would have invited to their life so what advice will you give to that person okay the advice i have for anyone that might face similar things that i did it just where you find yourself in this current moment is not the end of life try to encourage yourself and think positively when you think positively you actually get positive results but when you think negative you end up destroying your life so what i'll tell you now is encourage yourself even though people don't encourage the encouragement you give to yourself is better than the one someone gave to you encourage yourself no matter what you're facing it's not the end of life understand look around there are other beautiful things and there are other opportunities waiting for you out there if you lost your parents believe you will face you will find your destiny helper certainly and watch with your hard work whatever you find yourself doing do it well encourage yourself you understand like me then i didn't relent although i don't even have much financial support but i keep pressing on until i find someone that say joy you actually go to school pay your school fees until you graduate if i stayed at home and giving myself that self-pity i won't come out to see people that will help me so you have to what come out from that pity you are feeling and forget about it move on and your hard work and you believe in yourself, it will actually crown to success. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joy. Like, thank you. Okay, there's one question I forgot to ask you, but I'll ask you now. How are you copying the University of Nigeria and Saka? Okay, copying. No, the system of Nigeria, yeah. yeah. It's very terrible. It's very terrible, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very terrible for someone even living with disability schooling in the system of Nigeria. Ah, it's somehow difficult, but I'm still coping trying my best though it's not easy being in the class as the only visual impaired person so sometimes i don't have someone to share my experience with you understand so but i'm still coping it's not today i only have to encourage myself and i believe before my end before the end of my staying in this school it will be a success Thank you. Thank you so much, Joy Michael. And thank you for gracing the Colored Boy experience. So if you are listening to me out there or you listened to what Joy said, I don't know where you are or what you're currently passing through. But girl, encourage yourself. It's only you that can encourage yourself. Wallowing in self-pity would not do you plenty good. I know it affected your mental health. It made you depressed. But stand up, be encouraged, listen to Joy's story and um be encouraged and i also have something to say there's a girl i know okay she lost her sight like when she was in the university wow do you know that she was depressed for 10 years before she opened up her heart and she had lost 10 years of her life so when you keep wallowing self-pity you are wasting time time that you have to what do something she wasted 10 years. Now she realized that deep in she knows she wouldn't have wasted 10 years. So if you are out there having self-pity on yourself, please, I'm begging you, stop wasting your years. Come out so that you achieve something very young, not in your old age. So 
bring yourself out of that self-pity and what utilize the time because time waits for no one. This is what I have to say. Thank you. Thank you so much, Joy, for that closure. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. And do not forget to follow me up on Instagram at The Colored Boy Experience. And you can also ensure to subscribe to my um, my podcast page, um, The Colored Boy Experience too. And um, uh, on Anchor, it's the law. But then I'm going to release out the link to you so you can actually subscribe to support me and um, support my podcast have a wonderful day and god bless you bye for now well you just listened to joy's story and joy's account of how she became blind and how she pulled through i just want you to be encouraged a lot of people go through worse situations than you are actually passing through but don't lose hope be encouraged Tell yourself, I can do this and I will do it. I am better because God has given me opportunities. And whatever I lose or don't lose will not determine if I'll become successful or not. It is God and my hard work and me not giving up that will determine that. Have a wonderful day. It's still your host, Daniel Ochi, a.k.a. The Colored Boy Experience.